it up, wants to run and does. Gets inside the five, three, touchdown, Bo Nix! I said it before, Bo Nix, give me six. The Cinderella story is over, man, right? They're fighting for clicks, we're fighting for wins. There's a difference, right? There's a difference. Snap a court, hands to Trainum, straight into yeah. end zone. Touchdown, Chip Trainum. Bogey! The converted linebacker finds the end zone, and that'll win it for Ohio State. In the shotgun, Cousins. To pass to the end zone. Up in the air and intercepted. Intercepted in the end zone. Kenneth Murray. Snap to Dobbs. Play action pass. Backing up. Throws right side into the end zone. And it's caught by Hollywood Brown for a touchdown. Waiting on the long snap. There it is. Placement. Kick is on its way. It has the distance. It's up. And it is good. Ball game. Why? Oh my God, what a great win. From the one snap, keeper Dylan breaks one tackle, reaching for the end zone, trying to get some help, and he's in. Dylan Gabriel, get off of me. Touchdown. Adipoju Adibaware. Where's Teddy? <laughs> Hour three on a Monday morning. Toby and TJ back with you. I called Teddy TJ once during the broadcast on Saturday. Came out of a break and I was like, uh, Toby and TJ, Teddy back with you. <laughs> I'm surprised you don't do that more often. I'm sure I do and I just don't know I do it. Yeah. Teddy's probably nice to me and doesn't know. It's just I want so badly for you to be there on the road and you never <laughs> you are. So I'm thinking about you it. all the time. Gosh. From so many fans Saturday, I'm going down like before the game. I'm on the sidelines. Fans are yelling at me. Hey, man, love your show. Is TJ here? No, nope. such a liar. You he spread travel. so many lies. He doesn't. He doesn't go. He doesn't support the team on the road. That's what I always tell him. So, uh, good win for OU soccer yesterday. Two to one at Houston. They were down one nothing with like fifteen minutes to go, something like that. Scored two late goals to win it. Still unbeaten in Big Twelve play. New rankings out to each college football. Sooners slide up a couple of more spots, up to number fourteen this week in both the AP and the coaches. Which do you prefer, AP or coaches, Teach? I'll give you the top ten. Oh. I don't care about either one. They don't either one matter for anything. Give, right, me well, thank you. Thank give me the coaches. Give me the coaches. Okay, Georgia 1, Michigan 2, Ohio State 3, Florida State 4, Texas 5, 
USC 6, Penn State 7, Washington 8, Oregon 9, Utah 10. That is 1, 2, 3, 4 Pac-12 teams in the top 10. Then you got Alabama 11, LSU 12, Notre Dame 13, OU 14. The only other Big 12 team ranked in the AP is Kansas at 24. In the coaches, you got Kansas 24, Kansas State 25. Um, two Monday night football games tonight. You got Baker in action tonight. The 2-0 and Bucks hosting Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. That is 6-15 on ABC. Oh, you're rooting against uh, former Sooner quarterback Jalen Hurts tonight? Yes, absolutely. He quarterbacks for the Philadelphia Eagles. So, yes, I'm pulling for Baker Mayfield. Yeah, come on, Baker. 7-15 on ESPN. You've got Rams at the winless Cincinnati Bengals, who I don't think are going to have Joe Burrow again tonight. Not sounding so, like uh, it. Uh, it could be 0-3. Uh, let's see here. Games this week. OU is 6 o'clock kick against Iowa State. Tulsa and Temple at 6.30. Thursday night for Tulsa this week at Chapman Stadium. Cowboys have a bye week this week to lick their wounds, Teach. I ask you again, is OSU going bowling this year? No, no, they're not. They may only win one more game this year. What? I said what? I said what? That Houston game, and Houston may get it together and beat them, so I don't know. And they're definitely not going bowling. Wow. Scores from college football. Top 25, Georgia 49-21 over Trent Dilfer and UAB. Michigan, 4-0. They beat Rutgers 31-7 in their Big Ten opener. Texas, no problem with Baylor, 38-6. Dave Aranda and Baylor, 1-3, Teej. Someone just called me off the air asking about Dave. Things aren't good. Not looking like he's going to work out at Baylor. May have only been able to win with Matt Rule's players. Maybe Brent will bring him in as an analyst. Hey, that'd work. Florida State in overtime over Clemson, 31-24. Clemson had a field goal to win that game at the end of regulation and missed it. Uh, USC, 42-28 at Arizona State. I did not stay up to watch that game, but I heard they didn't look great. You watch any of that? No, I did, I did not stay up that late, but um, saw the same thing, kind of looking over that game and watching some of the highlights. And he Lincoln Riley doesn't change, man. It's just you're going to win big with offense, and uh, Caleb Williams is going to make amazing plays, and that's how you're going to win games. So that's what I don't doing. care. <laughs> Ohio State 17-14 over Notre Dame. They win on virtually the last play of the game. There was one second left, a one-yard touchdown run. That was a fun finish, and otherwise kind of a – well, it was a low-scoring game, so that's it. I mean, it was interesting. It was a field position, low-scoring game. Um, Notre Dame had ten guys on the field for the final for the touchdown. Is that right? That's amazing. If it is, Penn State thirty-one nothing shut out of Iowa. How about Iowa? Did you see what uh, what they have like eighty-nine yards or something like that? Ninety yards. I mean, they just consistently cannot score. Washington put up 59 more, 59-23 over Cal. 
Is Washington the best team in college football? I saw someone yesterday say they're the most complete team. I don't know what they have other than Penix. So, yeah, I've just seen highlights, so I can't answer that. But I can tell you right now, what I have seen of USC, and we brought them up a second ago, they're they're overranked. Washington may deserve to be uh, in their spot because I think they're a couple of spots higher than are behind USC. So I think Washington probably should be top three right now. Do you believe in that? Oregon beats D on 42-6. to six. Hmm. Dan Lanning hmm. with an epic pregame speech that yeah. was fully scripted. I don't even mind it. Uh, they're here for clicks. We're here to win the game, something like that. That was pretty good. It was a great yeah. line. They absolutely smashed him. Next question. Uh, Utah over UCLA 14-7. Utah scored on the first play of the game. Like a pick six, I think, right? Yep. They're 4-0. LSU, great game against Arkansas, 34-31. I saw empty seats in Death Valley in the upper decks. I thought that never happened there. An SEC night game at Death Valley, and there were some empty seats in the upper deck at LSU. They won it, though. Bama 24-10 over your Ole Miss Rebels. Ole Miss had a lead at halftime, 7-6. to six. That was a conflict in that game for you. Who are you cheering for in the Alabama-Ole Miss game? Oh, I'm not cheering for anybody in that game. Hmm. I know you love Alabama, and I know you love Nick uh, Lane Kiffin. Kiffin so. Doesn't mean I have Washington State. over Oregon State, and their head coach went scorched earth on Lee Corso. It was like pick on old guy day. (laughs) Lee Corso and Lou Holtz are getting the brunt of these tirades. (laughs) Poor 80-year-olds. Come on, people. Uh, North Carolina, 41-24 over Pitt. Ah, you had Pitt in the upset there and then come through. Uh, Wasn't even close. Wasn't even close. Duke is 4-0. 41-7 over UConn. Uh, back to them in a second. Miami, 41-7 at Temple. That's who Tulsa gets this week, Temple. Tennessee, 45-14 over UTSA. And Florida beats Charlotte, 22-7. Not uh, overly impressive there by the Gators. Other Big 12 scores this week that did not involve uh, the ranked teams that we have already shared with you. Uh, let's see here. TCU beat SMU 34-17. Did you watch any of that game in your abode? TCU-SMU? No, I didn't see any of that one. Uh, Texas-Baylor I watched quite a bit of. Same margin of victory that OU beat SMU by. 17-point win for TCU. Kansas over BYU 38-27. I had uh, BYU for my upset special. I think you had them for your lock, and neither one of them came in. West Virginia knocks off Tech 20-13. to 13. Uh, Apparently, country roads don't go through Lubbock either, TJ. Ba-dum-bum. How about Tech, though? All the hype they had going in this year. There were people nationwide talking about they could. Somebody put the them in the 12. college football playoff. Uh, yeah, one, one person did, and then most put them in the Big 12 championship game. So they were taking a massive jump this year, and mm-hmm. one and three, one and three, not looking good at all either.
Houston beat Sam Houston 38-7. I saw that David Aguebu was nominated for Defensive Player of the Week this week. I don't know if he's going to win it or not. I don't think so. And I, I think there were some other people, including Danny Stutzman, that had better stats, but it sounds like he's playing well down there at Houston. And K-State over UCF 44-31. All right, here we go. This week, here's the slate coming up in week five. We'll start with the games involving ranked teams. Friday night, you got a good one. I like it Friday night when we got a good game, TJ. It's fun, like, you know, going to bed before the OU game. Utah at Oregon State. Pac-12, 8 o'clock FS1 Friday night. Saturday, Penn State. At Northwestern at 11. Uh, USC and Colorado at 11, which will be 10 a.m., right, in Denver or Boulder? Is that 10 a.m. or 11 a.m. there? Well, it's 11 a.m. here, so it's it's 10 a.m. I'm pretty sure they're mountain time zone. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. That is where Big Fox, Big Noon, Big Big Fox, Big Kickoff is. The shine Um, kind of off that game. I don't know, man. I mean, Lincoln Riley, Deion Sanders, Caleb Williams, well, it's, Shadur Sanders. It's a pretty good game. It's a good game, but had Colorado Who been... Who are you cheering for? Had, oh, I'm rooting for Deion in Colorado in that game. Of course but, you are. Um, had Deion... And, uh, I like Deion's on the field. Had Colorado been more in that game this past weekend, even with a loss, you might be a little more excited, but... You don't give them a shot? Yeah, I don't give them much of a shot, but we'll see. Yeah, defensively, USC is not very good, so they should be able to put up more points on them. 11 a.m. Florida at Kentucky. I'm going to keep saying this so that it's not a shock for people. There are 11 a.m. games in the SEC, folks. <laughs> not as many. Right. But it does happen. Okay, so just be ready. Kentucky looking to move to 5-0 and at home on yeah. that game. So. Yeah, I think they will. They're favored. 2.30, Georgia at Auburn. Mm. Georgia's kind of – they better watch out That's in this a, game. How about Jimbo being on the field uh, during that uh, game last weekend with A&M and Auburn? Uh, what do you mean he was on the field? Uh, I didn't see this. Yeah, I want to say it was uh, – was that the interception? I think it was an interception. Something. The play ended up coming back his way, and he's standing out in the middle of the field while guys are uh, trying to run by. <laughs> <laughs> they killed him, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Michigan at Nebraska. Uh, Kansas and Texas, fascinated by this game, 230 ABC game. Texas habitually struggles with Kansas, and they've got OU next week. It would be really impressive if they are focused up and handled this. They're a 17-point favorite in this game, Teach. That seems like a lot. That's a lot. I would have said more like 13-14, but oh, man. Missouri at Vandy, LSU and Ole Miss, that's a fun one. 5 o'clock on ESPN, it's in Oxford. Oregon at Stanford, that'll be a blowout. Stanford's terrible. All right, back to this Duke. Duke hosting Notre Dame this week. Duke's 4-0. and Remember their quarterback uh, turned in a paper late when they uh, upset. Who did they upset? The Clemson. Clemson, yeah. Yeah. They got Notre Dame coming to town this week, licking their wounds after they let one get away. Spencer Rattler in South Carolina at Tennessee. Remember Shane Beamer and the Gamecocks killed the Vols last year late in the season. Now they got to go to Rocky Top. Bama at Mississippi State. Washington goes to Arizona. 
And Nevada is ranked. They visit uh, Fresno State. Big 12 games that don't involve top 25 teams. It's a lighter slate. Several teams have bye weeks this week. Friday night, Cincinnati at BYU. That is a 9-15 kickoff central time. 9-15? I said what? That is a 10-15 p.m. kickoff eastern time, which is where Cincinnati is. The game is being played in Provo, but still, if you're a Cincinnati fan, that game doesn't kick off till 10-15 local time for you. I can't wait to see this game. I don't know if I can stay up and watch it all, TJ, but it'll give us a, 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 gauge a where BYU's indication. At. Well, and Cincinnati, you know. Mm-hmm. We got to go to BYU sometime later on this year, November, and you just saw Cincinnati, so that's an intriguing game. Saturday... Houston at Texas Tech at 2.30. Baylor at UCF at 2.30. West Virginia at TCU, 7 p.m. I mean, the best game in the Big 12 this week is Kansas and Texas. Um, And then, of course, OU Iowa State. This has it now up to a 20-point spread on that game, OU. So there you go. That's the slate. Of course, the Sooner game, 6 o'clock Saturday night at the Palace. Quick break, you can text the show, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet, text line 405-651-3439. We'll be back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, OKC's number one gaming destination. The one for entertainment, the one for games, the one for fun. Riverwind Casino, simply the best. R.K. Blatt brings you this hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show. Been in business since 1952. Leading provider of office technology solutions to small and medium-sized businesses in Oklahoma and Kansas. Those technology solutions include copiers, fax, printers, scanners. They can do uh, everything and do it with great customer service. R.K.Blatt.com, 405-943-9800. Can I tell you a quick question, quick quick story? Yeah. So uh, Teddy and I do the opening segment of the pregame show, and then Teddy wants to go down to the field. Remember I told you we've been going down to the field. Uh, did I tell you, or maybe it was Drake? I didn't know this, so no, it was probably when so I was gone. the first game this year, after we did the opening segment of the pregame show out at FanFest, home game, Ted, we're going into the stadium, and usually we go straight up to the booth. He goes, let's go down to the field. I was like, all right. So we went down to the field, just like 10 minutes or so. Went up to the booth, OU won the game next week. He's like, well, we got to go to the field again. I was like, all right, so we go to the field. So last week on the road at Tulsa, same thing. We we go down to the Chapman Stadium field. So so uh, Saturday, first segment of the pregame, he goes, come on, let's go to the field. I was like, all right. Uh, so we're going down the hall, and Gus and Joel are in the hall. And um, obviously, we know him well by now. Uh, we dap it up. We're telling stories. And uh, Gus goes, Where's your hat? I was like, Wait, Teddy has a hat on. I don't have a hat on. I was like, oh, I don't wear a hat when I call a game. He goes, you need a hat. Your, your, your head's going to get burnt. I was like, I thought he was talking about going down to the field. I was like, I'm only going to be down there for 10 minutes. And he goes, I got a hat. You want to borrow a hat? Like he was really insistent on me having a hat. Right. And I said, no, I'll be good. Thank you, though, Gus. I appreciate it. Uh, Lance Barrow shows up. We all take a picture. I, th- I posted it. We go down there. Anyway, we go down to the field. We come back up. Um, 
I don't know if anybody watched any of the in the booth, but Saturday, 11 a.m. kick, the sun is shining right into our booth. Now, that's always the case for an 11 a.m. kick. Most stadiums, all stadiums, really, even in Norman, because pretty much in all stadiums, south is to the right, north is to the left, which means the press box is facing east. So for an 11 a.m. kick, the sun is still rising and the sun is coming into the booth there. But in Norman, we've got curtains that we can lower to the sun level and we'll just kind of gradually raise them as we go so that we're not, the sun isn't coming in our eyes. But there were no curtains in Cincinnati, okay? And I was standing in the sunshine for the first half of that game. Not a, not a huge deal. It was It was a pretty bad glare and I was squinting pretty good. I heard Gus was having problems on TV a little bit. Yeah. But the most important thing is I was getting fried. Like I came home Saturday night <laughs> with a sunburn, the likes of which I haven't had all year. It wasn't that hot. It was like a nice weather day. But there was not a cloud in the sky and I got toasted. Oh, Teddy was no. hiding in the corner oh, in the no. in the shade. Teddy was hiding in the corner. And it dawns on me like halfway through the first quarter. Gus was talking about calling the game I need a hat. He wasn't talking about going down down the field. He's been here before. He knows. I. I. He's like, what was? I, why didn't I bar? Why didn't I take a hat from Gus Johnson when he offered it to me? It's Gus Johnson. Even if I'm not gonna wear it, I got Gus Johnson's hat. Doesn't Stats have a hundred of them for you to put on? I'm not wearing one of Stats hats. <laughs> anyway, I came home with a sunburn. That's the end of my story. And kicking myself for not taking a hat from Gus Johnson. Yeah, he was That'd trying cool. to tell you. He was it trying was to tell you. It was probably a cool hat. It was probably like a Final Four hat or a CBS Sports hat or Fox, whatever. I don't know. It was know. like a fedora. But I'd put it up in my office and say, hey, this is, get Gus to sign it, you know, and that would have been cool. But I don't know why I didn't. That's stupid. Okay, go ahead. What you got? Uh, let's see here. Sam and Tulsa. TJ, the Rangers have been a complete roller coaster of emotions this season. My son and I have been living and dying on every pitch, it seems. Offensive ecstasy and bullpen disaster. If the clo- uh, if they can close out the division championship, it will be really cool. Cheers, Sam M. in Tulsa. P.S. Sad to be off the mountain. Uh, they have been a uh, ride of emotions, and this weekend was a great ride. Sweeping Seattle. Sweep. Kansas City sweeps Houston. Suddenly you were trailing in everything, and now you're sitting pretty for the division. It's locked up now. Uh, no, it's not locked you up. Can, you can take your foot off the pedal nope, now. Nope. Coast. Seven games left. It's still a fight. It's uh-huh. still a fight. But... Those two play each other over the next three days, so if you can take care of business in Anaheim, neither one can gain, and someone's going to lose each night. So that's good. You're that's looking good. good, baby. That's a good You're thing. You're looking good. Oh, man. Let's go Rangers. I don't know if my emotions can take it. I don't know. Uh, let's see here. Dan Landing reminds me of Gundy. Lots of bluster, and really, what, was he do- what has he done thus far? Oregon was supposed to win or be in the Pac-12 championship, and he didn't do either. Lost the uh, lost of bolst- lost of bluster, a la Mike Gundy, and still talking about Prime and CU. I mean, come on, it's year two for him out there. I mean, he's in the exact same spot BV is, right? And had a yes. better year one. Better year one, yeah. I don't know what their record was, but it was better than six and seven, right? And yeah, I think and they only lost two or three games last year. He's 4-0 this year and uh, looking good. So I don't, I'm don't. i not ready to say he's all 
bluster and no bite, like I think he's got a chance to be a pretty good hire. Maybe a really good hire. Like he's he's a tough guy on the West Coast. There's not a lot of those. Look what look what Utah has done being playing tough football out west. Mm-hmm. Now he's about to be in the Big Ten, but I think he's got a chance to be good. What do you think about Dan Lanning? Oh, I know. I think he's going to be a good coach, and he's going in the right direction. Yeah, um, and I don't mind when coaches get a little fired up at yeah. other coaches and other players or, or other programs. I should say um, they were ten and three last year. Now, when you go after eighty-five-year-old men, you need to probably calm down. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Poor Lou Holtz and eighty-five-year-old men who at this point are just, being, are just being fans. You know, just having fun. What's Lou Holtz supposed to do? Well, he, yeah, he uh, but he's a Notre hey, Dame you know guy. I, I don't think uh, I don't think Notre Dame has a chance against Ohio State today. No, but I, he's going to give one of his Lou Holtz right. rah rah speeches. Uh, Let's go get him, boys. Um, Toby, I heard you mention a Chick Fil A brownie on the broadcast. How was it? It was really good. So we had a box lunch on the uh, flight to uh, Cincy, mm-hmm. and it was Chick Fil A which isn't abnormal. Usually there's a sandwich, chips, and a cookie in there. And this time there were brownies instead of cookies. I I, I didn't know Chick-fil-A made brownies. So that yeah, was really good. Like everything else Chick-fil-A does, it was really good. Speaking of which, today is the uh, free mini, uh, free pack, uh, four-pack of minis today. Uh, if you swing oh, by, yeah. purchase anything, you get a free four-pack of uh, minis there at uh, Chick-fil-A. I would suggest stopping by the 12th Avenue location here in Norman. They can also help you with your catering and tailgating needs uh, this coming home game, 405-310-3189. Sweet P, former college roommate who texts me all the time and did not find out until this week that the In the Booth feed was something you could actually watch. <laughs> Once has a couple of questions. He wants to know if Canik is okay. As far as we know, yes. He was released from the hospital and flew home with the team, so that's a good sign. Hopefully we get an update today. Certainly we'll ask about him on the Rudy Show tonight if we don't hear before that. And he asked, did Trace Ford even play? I don't think Trace Ford got in the game Saturday, which, if I'm wrong, I apologize. I certainly don't remember saying his name, which makes me believe he must have tweaked something at practice last week because he had been playing excellent. Before that, um, Can- Canick was scary. Yeah, I don't know what they said on TV, but the crowd thought he took a dive. But he took a helmet to the sternum and was like coughing up blood, coughing up, up blood. Yeah, he had blood all over his face mask and everything. Was couldn't catch his breath. So um, I'm glad it turned out okay. That was a little scary. Uh, this texture. Says we text the text line. Let's see if they read it on air because they got the uh, affordable door company special uh, automatic text back to them. Complete ultimate garage door tune up and maintenance for only one nineteen. Uh, but they said before that just got home from a whirlwind vacation, went to uh, Florida, the Florida Gator game, a North Carolina Tar Heel game, and the OU uh, game in Cincinnati. Also a Reds game. OU has the best atmosphere of all. The yep. games we went to, there is pretty much no tailgating at any of the other three stadiums. Three-fourths of the seats at North Carolina were chair-backed. 
All four of the stadiums let fans walk through the turnstiles like it was 1985, whereas OU, it's like you're at the airport. Again, we have the best atmosphere. Boy, like... Yeah. There's going to be some great ones that we go into in the SEC. Death Valley. Uh, you know, everybody's excited to tailgate at Oxford. I don't know what the actual game atmosphere is like, but uh, Tennessee we've seen before. Great atmosphere. Hey, I'm telling you, folks. Oklahoma, the Palace, the show that they put on with the videos and the fireworks and now the lights, if you got a night game and everything, it it's up there. It's up there. They do a really good job. An OU home game is a lot of fun. I mean, listen to Andrell Anthony talking. It wasn't this game, but one before where he was talking about it was like an SMU game, and he was blown away by the atmosphere, and he was in the big house last year. So it's pretty cool. We'll be back. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. How about the fish putting up 70 yesterday in an NFL game? It didn't happen in an NFL game, but it did. I think they're really good. I think their offense must be amazing, man. They got speed for days. Tyreek Hill and the A-chain kid now, and Tua's not missing anybody. And Watch out for the Dolphins. Colts win in overtime. I just knew, I don't know if you watched any of that game, but um, it came down to a 61-yard Justin Tucker field goal try at the end of regulation to win it. And it's Justin Tucker, right? That's just what he does. And he hit it right down the middle, and I was like, well, that's it. And it was short. Not much, but he left it short, so it went to overtime. And uh, the Colts ended up kicking a field goal to win it. Their guy made four field goals of 50-plus yards in the game. It's the first time in NFL history that's ever happened. So, Good win for the Colts, 2-1 and one and in first place in the AFC South, and they've got me, they got my ears perked up. Cowboys lose. What happened to them yesterday? They just can't play. Uh, can't they? Can't they? Don't play well against Arizona. Arizona. I was about to say that Arizona, for whatever reason, they just don't play well against them. It seems like, and I don't know why, because that's a bad Arizona team. Obviously, they're trying to get the number one pick, and there were times in that game and stretch of that game, especially early on, that they looked like completely dominant over the Dallas Cowboys. So, and defensively, Dallas uh, struggled yesterday, which they had not up until that point in the season, and just didn't play well. So the Raiders and Steelers last night, the Raiders were down eight late and kicked a field goal, which was just mystifying to everyone. Can't wait to hear hear Chris's thoughts on that. Kenneth Murray had a pick to save the game for the Chargers. Marvin Mims kickoff return touchdown yesterday. They were on the Broncos on the receiving end of the 70 points from Miami. I, I bet Kurt did not handle that well yesterday. Hollywood had a touchdown in the uh, win over the Cowboys. And then you've got Baker and Jalen tonight. Question for you, Teach. OU football question. Who is Oklahoma's best running back? And are you bothered by how DeMarco Murray is using them? 
bothered? No. Confused? Yes. I would say... It's Howie Walker, but I'm not like... Yeah, I'm going Walker. Well, I think based on the evidence presented for us so far this year, that's clearly the right answer. It's the right answer. I'm just confused by a couple of guys and the way they are non-existent. So, but Marcus Majors had moments, but it's just been moments. Uh, that was a huge third and nineteen that he picked up. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Walker's the answer there. You said a couple of guys are absent or missing or whatever yeah. the word was there. Who are you talking about? I saw Chuck and Barnes and just the way it's all played out. Would you be surprised to know that Javante Barnes has virtually the same number of carries as Marcus Major and Tawi Walker this year? Um, yeah, I wouldn't have guessed that. I wouldn't have guessed that. He's He's got 28 carries, Major 32. Tawi 34. Uh. Sawchuck, 10. Do you think they go back to Barnes and Sawchuck this week? I don't have any indication that that would be the case, no. I mean, that's what they've been doing. And I don't, I don't follow games. kids on, on the X or their parents, but apparently uh, Gavin's dad was not happy. And he kind of put out a yeah. meme or a, uh, a gif or, a GIF or a whatever GIF you call or them. something about it. Yeah. I mean, that's what they've been doing is alternating the pairs the last few weeks. So I would assume they would do Barnes and Sawchuck this week. We'll I, I don't we'll see. I don't. They just trying I to keep them healthy. I mean, are they just trying to keep the workload well, down? I, I mean, I, I, nobody can I've get to a rhythm. Scree- is what's weird about it. That's fine. I've been screaming this, and nobody seems to care or pick up on it. Sawchuck and Barnes have not been healthy. They were hurt in the fall. Barnes was coming off a procedure. He took very little reps in practice, full speed. Sawchuck was hurt, hurt, wasn't ready to go when the season started. I think they are protecting both of those guys because they are not 100%. And why nobody seems to hear that? I mean, are we on the air right now? I don't know why. Why nobody like... You have been saying it a lot. I just don't want to hear it. I want to I don't see them on the field. No, everybody ignores it and said, put them out there anyway. <laughs> They are not practicing much, and they haven't been 100%. Now, they got the run at Tulsa and did fine, but I don't know how they recovered from that or didn't recover from that. Maybe an extra week off is like, hey, I got a lot of good backs here. Let's keep them healthy as long as possible. Now, I agree with you. It's hard for somebody to get into a rhythm when you're playing every other week or splitting time or whatever the case may be, but... I mean, DeMarco knows what it's like to take a beating on your body in college and then have to go to the NFL. So maybe there is some protecting guys going on here. But I still think when completely healthy, probably Javante Barnes will end up being the guy. But he's not there yet. And they've got pretty good options until he is. Maybe it's just like a competition continuing into the season. But... For some reason, nobody and Brent talks about it. I'm not screaming on the radio. You or Brent have to say, just put them out there. And every week, people go, "Why aren't they playing Barnes and Sawchuck? What's going on? Our running game sucks. What are they doing?" So, um, anyway, I, I don't know what percentage they are now. Maybe they're completely healthy now, and he just 
You know, he, I mean, I'm, I'm, I, Tywee Walker's been the best back. He has. He's, he's been the most. He's consistent. averaging a yard a carry more than Major, almost a yard a carry more than Barnes. He bounces off tackles. He breaks tackles. He runs over guys. I know there are some people who don't like that because he's a walk-on, but based on what we've seen so far this year, he has been the best back. Now, I think that they're going to give Barnes and Sawchuck, when and if healthy, opportunities to win the job. Maybe it's a platoon system all year. I don't know, but the running game hadn't clicked fully. There's no doubt about that. It's not dominating. And maybe part of that is because nobody's gotten into a rhythm yet, so I don't know. All right, break time. Chris Plank joins us to wrap up the show next. This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by RK Black, a leading provider of office technology solutions for small and medium-sized businesses. Call 405-943-9800 or visit rkblack.com. It is time for The Crossover with Toby Rowland, TJ Perry, and Chris Plank. Brought to you by Orthostat. Injuries aren't convenient, but Orthostat is. Orthostat, convenient orthopedic care. Seven days a week, no appointment needed. Now, with the crossover, here's Toby Rowland, TJ Perry, and Chris Plank. It's going to be a rough weekend. I just saw that the uh, Ryder Cup foursome start at 1.30 a.m. Friday and Saturday, so not going to be much sleep for me this weekend. We welcome in Chris Plank now for the crossover Fresh back from another outstanding performance in Cincinnati. Good morning, Plank. Thanks, T-Row. Yeah, it was a fun, fun environment. Really cool, really cool setting. Maybe, maybe smaller than I anticipated, but still very loud. The, the acoustics with the way the buildings are kind of set up around the stadium and how it kind of, can't think of any other way to say it, but it slopes down into the earth. So it's just, it's a little bit of a different setting and it was, um, Hey, it's a win, man, and that's what's most important coming out of a hostile environment, a team that's got a really good defense, and a team that's had a successful run game all season long, and for the most part, you stuffed it. So good good weekend all the way around, and good times, too. Got to go to a ballpark I've never been to before. Well, two of them. Um, uh, got to watch your Reds play. I thought we were the good luck charm. We showed up. They hit a home run to take the lead, mm. but fortunately not the case. Sorry. Sorry, Toby. Got to uh, one of my favorite weekends we've ever had on the road. It was great. Uh, it was thoroughly had a great time on Friday night at the game with you guys, with everybody. Uh, I, I th- you know, I, I, it's fun to always go to a new place, and so uh, the game at Cincinnati I thought was enjoyable. Even though our bus driver tried to take us to Indianapolis, I didn't tell TJ about this this morning. Oh, you haven't told TJ this story yet? Oh my God, no. TJ, we're on the equipment bus at 7 a.m. Eastern to go to the stadium. We're on the air at 8 a.m. Eastern. And uh, it's a 20-minute drive from our hotel to the stadium. And we've been on the bus for 20 minutes, 25 minutes, 30 minutes. We're still driving. We're, like, going through this neighborhood. Like, what's going on? If I pull up my map on, you know, where are we? Like, we are not even close to the stadium. Oh, oh no. He is – he's farther from the stadium than when we started. All right. He's – he has gone wrong somewhere. I mean, this is a local bus driver. I don't know where he was going, but he ended up figuring it out, or somebody told him he made a U-turn and went back. I, what did we pull in, Chris, like 745 or something like that? Yeah, and, and you forgot the best part is as we're cruising, Toby and I are sitting next to each other, 
and I turn to him and say, bro, we got plenty of time before the pregame show. I mean, this is golden. Because how many times have we, you know, Kansas State last year? Yeah. The, the equipment bus gets there. West Virginia. Yeah. Right, call in, call in. You call in and do this for a segment. We'll be set up and ready to go. You know, there's just hustle times just based on travel and transportation. And I'm sitting there spiking the ball, TJ, like five yards short of the end zone. Uh, that's Chris's fault. Tour day Cincinnati here. It's like, oh, maybe these guys haven't it's seen unbelievable. this area. It's not like he, tur- he, he he missed his exit or just made a wrong turn. Like, he was miles At least in he the or wrong someone direction. else noticed and let him know before you guys got like an hour out or something like that. <laughs> I think the whole bus started going, where are we? Like, we should have right. been there by now. So, I don't Yeah, and was... I think my, my favorite part, too, was then once he got to Nippert, he knew exactly where he was going. He took yeah. the secret road without any security there, took us right down under the stadium. It was Sabotage. unbelievable. Unbelievable. How did you feel about the Raiders kicking the field goal last night? Can they fire a coach today? <laughs> um, is that okay? Um, but yes, I, they you can. know, my, expecta- my expectations are low. I'm trying to be more calm, uh, a little bit less, you know, having my mood depending on how the Raiders play, which has been the last, you know, 46, seven years of my life. And it's just, it's not working, T- uh, Toby. It's not working, TG. I'm just, every little, it sucks whenever your team gets a guy running it that you have no faith in and no belief in. And there's probably nothing they can, I'm like, I'm going to be like that red fan that's sitting behind us the other <laughs> night, Toby. That's just we had a world-class heckler sitting behind us, TG, on Friday night. It was hilarious. <laughs> hilarious. He hated everyone. Yeah. Every, every reliever they brought in, the rightfully so, the though. Every reliever they brought in did give up runs, so <laughs> he was right about everything. All right, Chris, have a great show today. All right, Toby, have a great day, man. Have fun at Rudy's tonight. Stick around. Plank show coming up next. We do have Rudy's tonight, 6 o'clock huddle, 7 o'clock the Brent Venable show. Hopefully we see a bunch of you there. Have a great Monday, everybody.